Welcome to Come to the Cookout, where you are all invited to join us. There's a little something for everyone, whether you want to take a big bite out of what's cooking on the grill, or just a little parch and need some tea, or just want a little something sweet. Don't worry, we keep raisins out of our potato salad. And hopefully, you'll leave with a plate full, even if you ain't bring nothing. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Come to the Cookout. On this week's episode, I'm your host, Tzombin Cleave, but y'all can call me T. And I'm joined by Brooklyn. You ready? Because I'm ready. Let's go get it. I'm ready to get it, but I'm tired. Oh, chat. Well, hopefully today there's nothing but good news and good feels and, you know, a good vibe. I mean, I will have to, I will say that this week I don't have a lot of topics, so I hope that you have something to talk about because my... It has been a long week, and it's only Thursday. <laughs> it has. But, you know, we're alive, so we have our breath to breathe another day, which I'll take. So, tell me. What's on the grill? I don't know if this is hot and steamy, but it's what's on the plate right now. You can't flip through Instagram, Twitter, the news without hearing about the Ukraine. It is a... sad situation and people are dying because of one man in charge as Mm. it usually happens but what i've noticed in all of the media coverage of what's happening in the ukraine is that racism just continues to peek its head through how so well i say that because uh in hearing like the bbc report on the ukraine and hearing uh the daily news report um what the the types of things that they're saying is I can't believe this is happening, which is valid, right? I can't believe this is happening either. But the, it's followed by they're Europeans, like th- these aren't Syrians. They're not yes. from a third. This isn't a third world country. So what that says to me is that whenever any atrocities happen to brown people. You understand, but because these are other white people, then this it's unfathomable. Because even the president of the Ukraine was like, "I am so I am so upset. I'm disappointed. Like these are blonde-haired, blue-eyed children and women and men that are being murdered." And I'm like, "Okay, well that is also a travesty, but what about the the brown?" refugees that are trying to get what about the the africans living in the ukraine that are having trouble getting across the border because they're being told to wait until the ukrainians get out that's the thing t you've said it a million times that's the priority that's who should be coming across they should get first line vip the creme de la creme are we all made in his image if that was the case then there wouldn't be a, a, a line to wait in you're, you're basically telling these Africans that are there for study and work that you can die first because we need to get these other people out. I mean, this is no different, though. We've seen this time and time and again. If you look even in our own country, we went through this, what, last year with Haiti refugees coming over. Um, I was even talking about this with a friend recently, and she was like, what about Puerto Rico, which is part of the fucking U.S.? You know, so it, it does. To me, it's not surprise. Even a broke clock is right twice in the day. So, well, that's the thing is that people of color aren't surprised. Oh yeah, because yeah. we deal with this on a daily, on a regular basis. Yep. And so when we and when we started this podcast, I thought it was going to be more lighthearted, but I feel like <laughs> with the climate of today, I'm continuously yes. talking about race and. But it's a part of my daily life. Try to explain to you. Because, I mean, it's just like me with my previous podcast. We used it as an outlet because at that time, 45 was getting into office. And I was like, oh, I I have to have an outlet. But as I was, at that time, my my partner was a a lesbian married woman. And we were finding all, and maybe it's just because of who we are. And, like, right now, we're both black men. And we see this. And we're, it's just more flagrant than normal. And it's like, so we're seeing it pop up more and more because 
knock on wood, and I know this is going to sound stupid, and I hope I don't jinx anything, but we haven't had a major black shooting in a while. I haven't heard a hashtag name. I, again, I know that people are still being, uh, still dying. I, just because we don't have a hashtag doesn't mean black people aren't being killed by cops. However, well, that goes back to uh, what I said previously because we don't control the narrative. Like, it's yeah. not what, it's not, the, the, we don't control the media. Even when we were in the height of all those uh, protests for lives that were lost, if you realize, if you notice, a lot of those lives that were added to the list had happened like months and even years before. They just weren't talked about. It's not until the light was shined upon it that it came to light. And I think that's the same thing that's happening here, right? I think the issues that are having happening overseas in Europe are nothing new. I have a good friend who is like, don't be confused. Like, just because, you know, the Netherlands is, you know, they, they're popular because weed is free or whatever. Not free, but like legal, whatever. They're like, this shit is racist here. Here's example. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like, let's not forget Oprah was Oprah. Still, maybe Oprah. she didn't have a B to her name yet, but she was still Oprah, and she couldn't even get to, get into the store. They looking at her like she's. Do you know who this heifer is? She on TV five at that time five days a week, right? So it's like anytime we feel that we are getting too big for our britches, the world around us reminds us who we are. You can never be like, oh, I'm just going to the supermarket. No, no, because I'm gonna black. remind you. <laughs> you still black. Still gonna remind I, mean, you I know. Today. I mean, I. I, I was working at, uh, in a retail store like last year and I had a, a moment, like I was on my way to work and I just like stopped at Walgreens and I got profiled at Walgreens. And it, and it wasn't that I got profiled. It was that it had been so long since it had happened. I was just, I had a realization. I was like, oh, this is still a thing. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. That's my fault. I'm still black. You do better. You do better. Let me guess. You probably had a backpack. You should you should come in and be like, can I check my bag? I always still to I'll be like, can I check my bag somewhere? Because what I don't want you to think is I'm walking around this bitch stuffing shit in my bag. So I want you to know I have a bag. I'm aware I have a bag. So it's not a surprise when you're like, what's on your shoulder? This is my backpack. <laughs> Number one. Do you have a place for me to check it? If so, great. If not. Let me uh, just let you know. I'm just here to get some chaps. Can you point me to the chapstick? Can you point me to the toilet paper? Like, I want you to know I'm here for on a mission. I don't, I don't want no problems. You ain't got to call nobody. You ain't got to do nothing. I'm just here to come just in, get out, and the, just, just walk through the store and now. So I'm not stealing. I'm not stealing. I'm not stealing. I'm not stealing. <laughs> It's so true, though, you know, I'm not even going to act like I'm a foreign policy eagle when it comes to the the Ukraine and the Russian drama and dilemma. But I will say it it doesn't surprise me. And at the same time, what you want me to do about it? We I'm one I'm one of those people and you can put call me cliche. I'm one of the people that feels we live in a country, especially me. I'm in California. You're in New York. You're very probably very similar. I can't go in my car and not see a tent city all up and down the highway. Yeah, so for me, yeah, so the, for me to, this winter, right. So for me to sit here and be worried about what's going over there. Yes. I'm concerned, but at the same time, it's like, we have so many problems domestically that need to be fixed with the banning of books left and right. Trans children well, I, and trans uh, parents now on the like this is fucking the 1920s all over again. I mean, we can just start with on the underpay of underpayment of teachers. Like you, you are basically throwing your life, your children at these people for eight hours a day. They're an adult babysitting. that you want them to watch and and be there for, and you don't want to give them a living wage. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And so these and, people are then taking part of that wage that they're making to live on and using that for their classrooms. Come on now. Come on. Come on. You you got a word going. Go ahead. <laughs> but I mean, you know, that's the, that's America, right? Because if you think about it, which I've always struggled with, like, don't get me wrong. At one point, I'm going to manifest that I will be a millionaire, right? But I always ask myself, like, even in my short time here of, of growing, right? I remember me and my friend joke about when we were in college 
And she and I, we met at working at a retail store, similar to what you were just talking about. And we used to think we were bougie going to Nordstrom's at the little cafe, <laughs> getting a little, uh, 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 I used to get an ice storm. I can tell you what I got, a vanilla ice storm. I don't even know if they still make those things. I would get that in a bagel with cream cheese, with cream cheese, bitch. And I thought my ass was, you couldn't tell me <laughs> nothing. You see what I'm saying? And we was making maybe $100, $200, you know, a month. And we were making ends meet. And now, you know, not that we're doing phenomenal, but we, we've we moved up a ladder or two or three rungs. And we are poorer than we were back then. More stress, I mean, more everything. Your your means don't meet your ends, no matter just how don't... much you make. And, it, and I think Biggie said it best, the more money, more problems, because I don't understand this shit at all. I'd rather, I mean, it's just interesting. So it's like, when you talk about, you know, people, that's, that's where for me, I get frustrated because in America, you have the Jeff Bezos of the world who are not paying his Amazon employees shit. He's giving them peanuts. And I don't know if you remember all the stories that came out when, during the COVID months of like, they had to work 12 hours days or lose their job lose money like it's just it's insane it is ridiculous that jeff bezos could literally give everyone that lives in the world a million dollars and still be a billionaire he could give the population of the earth a million dollars each and still be a billionaire and not to mention he'd probably make that up in an hour or two so it's just you know, what can I say? The world is what the world is. And I just try to live live in my little piece of the earth and continent of like, do good to others. I know we were talking the other day about Shaq and how you were telling me like, every time he leaves the house, he tries to do good for others. And I I mean, I'm not at that money. I, I don't have money to give away quite yet. I mean, what However, I like about Shaq is that that is a conscious decision that he made. He realized right. that he grew up and he had nothing. And when he get when he got something he wanted to make sure that he gave back um i mean i know i was saying that there was a running joke I and mean, they used to make jokes about him in like sketch in snl and everything and about how like he's not bright but he was smart right. enough to have people around him to show him or tell him that how to invest his money and now he's a rich man and a philanthropist that gives back like he was in just a a a store and saw a kid and was like, do you have a bike? And the kid said, no. And he said, go ask your mom if I can buy you a bike. Because every time that he leaves the house, he wants to give something back to some, to someone pay it forward. And that, and see shit like that just warms my heart because that's what we're asking for. We're not, I'm not, it's like, well, and I hate saying this because then it sounds like counterintuitive to our, our conversation when it comes to race, but we're all humans. And it's like to want to suppress your human that's closest to you or a group that's closest to you is just baffling to me. It's very similar to what's going over in the Ukraine, right? Of like Putin knows that he can't have a successful country near him because that will give hope to his people, which just sounds so asinine to me that you wouldn't want to give hope to your people and lead with love and lead with courage well, and because conviction. it sparks rebellion and it's funny that you say it like that because and i like I, i've said this before i am a comic book nerd um mm-hmm. and there is a there's a character that was she's an empath and she's uh she usually projects the emotions of other people um but there something happened where like she got trapped in hell the, the hell dimension of you know the comic book universe mm-hmm. and her main goal was to get out of hell to get back to her um, family and her loved ones. And what was happening is that she began to project her own emotions of hope. And she was empowering the demons of hell because they'd never experienced hope. And they started a rebellion and like reclaimed their own portion of hell that was like a safe haven. So like the same thing, if you, if you have this beacon of hope it's going to spark rebellion in the people that you're trying to keep down. It's just, it's just fascinating to me. Well, while we're talking about hope, I have a, a story that I want to kind of put on your radar here. Tell me about it. You know, good old Jesse Smollett from Empire yes. fans. 
yeah. the gay that had people up in arms because he said some racist people were attacking him, etc. I don't know if you were aware, but he was found guilty in December on five counts relating to the staging of his hate crime against himself. He's now requesting a retrial. So according to some court documents, Smollett's lawyers recently filed an 83-page motion claiming his constitutional rights were violated when the court prevented his legal team from actively participating in jury selection. The judge, James Lynn, said that Smollett has, is going to be sentenced on the 10th of March. And mm-hmm. weirdly, he's allowing cameras to be present at sentencing, but did not allow cameras during the trial. And I guess his lawyers were also not allowed to ask potential jurors anything about like their impartialities. I'm so torn because now he's claiming... The prosecution showed a pattern of racism in selecting jurors, but it's America. What did you expect? Number one. And that the judge wrongfully barred the media and the public from the courtroom. So with that just being said, not rehashing what went wrong and or excuse me, what he originally did in the crime that he did. My question to you is, do you a think adding the media into the courtroom would have helped or hurt his case? And B, do you think he deserves a Retrial. I would say yes. I think that he does deserve a retrial. If nothing, if if not for only the fact that by them not allowing the media into the courtroom for the trial or jury selection, but allowing it for For sentencing, it just shows that they're just trying to make a spectacle and a example out of him. It's not about the legal ramifications of the course, the case itself. Interesting take. I, I I'm. I'm torn in so many ways because I feel like, I don't know, like he had people up in arms for him because we thought you were involved in a hate crime only for it to be staged. I just, and again, I'm trying to separate that and did he get a fair trial? But I almost feel like if, I wish I would have had the sound of, of Samuel L. Jackson. And I hope they burn in hell. Like, <laughs> that's what I feel like. Like, frustrates me about this is it's making it harder for the next victim. The true victim. Right. right. I don't think that him getting another trial will do anything to help him. But I think that it would be fair. Interesting. I, I actually like... think the opposite. Why? I think... If he gets that piece, he can try. And again, I don't know if it will, if he'll be successful at it, but I do feel he'll be able to control the narrative better. Because think about PR, think about things of that nature. Like now, right now, you're only getting what are those court people that draw the little pictures that have him like looking sad and posting that in the, in, you know, the newspaper, e, e, ETV, whatever. I think now, I don't know how much money he has, but he could actually have almost a trial of his case in public opinion because it's we're talking about this was what 2019. We're now in 2022. People's attention spans are six seconds now. Like you know what I mean? Like they're gonna be like, oh yeah, he should be like the the perception of it has changed so much that I think it could actually possibly assist. Him. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see because yes. I, I don't know. Well, I'm moving away from that because that is, uh, again, we we always start out heavy. I just want a little, a little something lighter. I keep crying. No tears, just tea. Well, I don't know if this is lighter, but I got some tea for you and it's piping hot. All right, well, tell me, what is it? It's actually, it's, it's kind of old tea because it's probably been sitting on the stove for too long because I, I don't, you know how YouTube, sometimes you'll be on YouTube watching something and you get in a rabbit hole. That recently happened to me. I forgot what I was looking at. I can't even tell you what I was looking at. But I got fascinated by the real or the talk, whichever one of them young ones, What the view knockoff, sitting there uh-huh. talking about Tammy Rowan. And you know, I, I, live for, I live for her Bonnet Chronicles. However, I wanted to kind of pick your brain. I don't know if you've heard this, but she was saying that she is very progressive in her thinking. She and her husband, I think she's 50-something and he's 30 or 40-something. She's I feel 50 like a, and he's 34. Okay, so there's like a 15-year 15, 15 difference. Thank you for helping me. But she recently revealed that she had told her husband that he could go out and have a baby with someone else and come back. I heard about this, and, actually. And, and I hadn't. So, again, I was under a rock. 
And so that got me to thinking because I was thinking about our conscious parents last week. And I don't know, I, I shared with you offline that, because again, me and my rabbit holes, trying to learn more about these conscious parents, found that there's a whole app you can download from the app store and find a connection just like you do on Tinder and all these other things. So I was like, this is, this is crazy. This just shows like how far we've come. And so that got me thinking, if I am married, I don't uh-huh. think I would allow my wife to go out. Well, I, I, I'm, I, I'm so, so many thoughts here. I don't know if I would allow uh-huh. my wife to go out and have a baby with another man without mm-hmm. me being a part of the conversation, because this person, this other human is now going to be in our lives. And I would like to have a, I don't want to say a say, and I don't know if I have the right to say a say, but I would want to have a vote in who that other person is. Cause that person is going to be in a blended family in a way. Cause are, are we saying that they're not allowed to have rights or? No, no, no. I think I don't, I don't know about everyone. I did hear this story. Um, Please, and basically what Tammy was saying was that, you know, she is 50, so she's already had her kids and sure she has is. a, and this is her second husband. So he is younger and they are in love and she didn't want to deprive him of the chance to have his, a child because she was like, I have already done that. I'm not, I'm not about that life at this age. So right. she was, she was saying that you can leave and with, you know, full faith that I love you and go have a child. And then, you know, I will be, a, I will be a stepmother, but I'm not trying to like give birth. Um, and but his response to that was like, no. If if I'm if I was meant to have a kid, then it would have it would happen. But this is I am happy with the relationship that we have, and I that is not that's not my journey. So let me ask you, what would you do with your partner if they really wanted a kid? Would you allow them to go out there and procreate with someone else, and come on home to daddy when they done? Absolutely not. <laughs> that's what I was like. I was like, that's really progress. Like I was trying to wrap my head. Like it's almost like the conscious parent, like from last week. It's like I respect your progressiveness, but right. Why and don't they- you just go adopt? A, B. I'm hoping this is like artificial insemination, and not you trying to go lay up with a hoe. Because now I gotta, you know. Now well, I mean, because she said you can get like two years and do what you got to do, um, but I no, I could not do that. I if if that is what works for you, by all means. If you want to be, if you want to have a separate baby mama, you want to have a polyamorous relationship, you want to be in a throuple. If if that works for you, by all means, do you. Don't bring that to me because that's not my journey. Mm, mm, mm. It ain't mine either, child. That's for sh- I can't. I can't do it. Speaking of Tinder, we were just talking about Tinder, right? Have you ever tried any um, online dating apps, T? I, I feel like I've tried them all. Um, <laughs> this deleted all of them with the quickness. At this point, I just I don't have I don't have the, the patience for the flakiness of dating apps. Well, it could just be me. The uh, the dating apps have been a an ongoing thing that I will get on them and go on a couple dates and then delete everything off my phone. And then I will be like, I need I need to find a husband. Let me get back on them and go on a couple dates and then delete them all off my phone. Well, let me ask you this. Have, have you ever, um, I know a lot of them are free or something of that nature and then they have a, a paid version. Have you ever mm-hmm. purchased any subscriptions to any of them? By I have. Okay, uh, you don't have to go into details. I just want to know you you you've been in the purchase purchasing business of trying a subscription, which is good. The reason why I asked that is there was a recent uh, research firm and some consumer watchdogs that said, "Hmm, something's weird here when it comes to Tinder." And so my question for you is, how would you feel if you were in the over thirty category? And found out that you were being charged for the, the same, the same. Ain't nothing different from your paid version and a younger paid version. So if you were over 30, uh, from 30 to 49, you were paying 48% more. For what? For the service. And if you were if you were over 50, it was only 46% more than the 20-year-old. But how does the service change? Um, 
Well, you're just in an older. You're just older. But my being older has nothing uh-huh. to do with the service that I'm paying for. Like if I go if I go to McDonald's uh-huh. as a teenager, <laughs> right? I'm gonna pay eight ninety nine for my combo. That is correct. And if I go to McDonald's uh-huh. as a twenty five year old, correct? I'm gonna pay eight ninety nine for my combo. That is you on the right track. And if I go to uh-huh. McDonald's as my forty one year old self. I'm gonna pay eight ninety nine for my combo. Well, no, 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 not a, not in the the Tinder universe. In the Tinder universe, you gonna pay forty percent more than that eight ninety nine for the same damn thing. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, so, so of course now, of course this the you know Tinder. You this is what I have. This is the what I love. I always see. This is why I've always loved marketing. Marketing and PR to me go hand in hand because I love to see when you are in a tight spot. What is your response? Are you going to be you honest spend? and say we just did it? We just did it. So what? Like suck my d, get out of here. What 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 are you going to say? <clears throat> Tinder says it will no longer charge older users more to use Tinder Plus, saying that the algorithm was the issue. The algorithm. Hmm. How does the algorithm have anything to do with my payment information? That, you, I, you took the words out. You took the words from me. Because the algorithm shows me. Who you want to push to me? That has nothing to do with my what five ninety nine, six ninety nine, whatever that whatever it is because I don't pay for it. I'm right, not even I on don't. it right now. But that has nothing to do with the what the what you charge my, my car automatically monthly. So I just want to get and for those of you who are like forty percent is not that bad. I just want to break it down for you, right? So some people were being charged four dollars and ninety five cents. While the same same service again, same service, some people were being charged twenty five dollars and ninety five cents. Do you see the the discrepancy there? Uh, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. You gonna make me go and download this app again <laughs> to see to go look to, at it to see what what bracket they got me in. <laughs> now the funny thing that I like again the. I just don't understand because the algorithm is putting in information based on certain criteria. So that means somebody. At the the top of the top of the top, said you know what, those old bitches, those old hags, those cat women, let's let's charge them a little extra. They need to pay extra. Where I feel like, not to be funny, the younger people have the more disposable income, in my opinion. So the fact that like, I, if you want to charge different prices, cool, possibly if that's your business model. But why would you charge the older people be more money? Up front, though, that should be up front. Uh, agreed, agreed. In, you should show say that this is the price that you're gonna pay in this age bracket. It shouldn't be a surprise to the consumer. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I I wish I had some some. I just found it amazing because I was like. They, and then they tried to say, this is what I love. The Tinder spokesperson who came out, because obviously, you know, they blamed it on the algorithm and in, in the like press. But then they uh, cornered this one lady. Uh, she said, um, the Consumers International Report was deeply flawed and contains completely false and outrageous allegations. You know me. And just like other good reporters, they said, um, they asked the follow up. What part of it was it was incorrect? Right. Silence. Give me- Silence. So you, so you bullshit. So instead of maybe four ninety five, maybe somebody was four seventy five. Is that what you're trying to tell us? Because you not saying what part of the different prices, especially if you then blame the algorithm on being incorrect. So I just found that funny. Um, and Tinder says it's going to offer more a la carte features moving forward. It's Tinder Gold. Tinder uh, Tinder Gold Plus or something like that. It says it has a plus in it, I believe. Tinder Tinder Plus. Is Tinder Plus the gold? What's the difference? I don't know. I just logged in and Tinder Gold is normally twenty four ninety nine, but they having a special. Oh, twenty four ninety nine. And what's the special? Don't tell me. Is it gonna give it to you for four ninety five like the young people? It's fifty percent off this month, bitch. Do me. I, I, you know what would be funny? I wonder if you re-downloaded it and put in a different birthday if it would give you cheaper, bitch. Hmm. That's a good. Uh, well, you gotta because you gotta you gotta log in with like Facebook. Oh, uh, you gotta verify yourself. See, that's how they get around. Mm-hmm. That's that's crazy. Like, that's sad. That's all I can say. Raisins in the potato salad. You don't see that every day. 
Can I tell you what's irking me this month? Ooh, let me tell you what's irking me. What's up? What? Tell me about it. There's two things. I don't even know. I, okay, two things. Let me start. Ooh, I'm, <laughs> oh, you were talking about people showing they, they, they privilege during this Ukraine shit. Let me tell you about the State of the Union happened this weekend or this Monday, this past week, whatever. And mm-hmm. you know your, bu- your your big Biden was up there doing his thing, rapping to the people, telling people what he about to do, whatever's, whatever's. But there was some outbursts, some heckling, like we was at a comedy show. And the heifer that had the nerve to sit up here and, he- and heckle. I know, wait, I know, I know. Was Lauren Boebert. I knew it was one or two knuckleheads. I knew it was either her or- It's both of them. Because who's the other one you was thinking? Uh, Marjorie Taylor. Were you thinking about uh, Marjorie Taylor? Yeah. That heifer was right there. They were sitting side by side. I know it. I know it. Ooh, these bitches. Both these heifers. Both these. Mu- oh, I just want to slap half. I just, uh, just somebody shake them and say, "What is wrong with you?" Now, starting with with Miss Lauren. Lauren, she heckled the president when he was talking about cancer. He wants to put it into cancer, right? He was like, uh, "A cancer that would put them in a flag draped coffin." I know. And then Bobert's dumbass, not letting Biden finish, yells. You put them in, 13 of them. Now, she's obviously referencing the U.S. military people that recently passed during the evacuation from Cabal. However, if she would have let him finish, he said, one of those soldiers was my son, Major Bo Biden. So, dummy, do you know how dumb you look right now? Can I just tell you that level of disrespect that is heir apparent in the Republican Party it's just, mm. I want to say that it's baffling, but it's not. Because how can you mm-hmm. sit as a representative of the country, of your state, mm-hmm. and basically just spit in the face of our commander-in-chief? Like, not to mention, like, forget forget respect your elders. He's the president of the United States. And you are interrupting the state of the union address are you serious and this is now and you remember the old person who used to be the old occupant of the white house mm-hmm. you remember he had a, a naked first lady uh-huh. and remember when that half had the nerve to wear the green jacket that said i don't care do you or so your girl bobert had a similar jacket that said drill baby drill is that what we is that what you really want to wear on the day going to this and then she doubled down talking about, I have to be, what did she say? I have to speak up because I couldn't stay silent. That's, there's a time and a place and baby girl, that is not the place. So why won't you just sit your trifling behind down? Not to mention you are embarrassing your constituents at the State of the Union address. Well, I don't know if you saw, uh, homeboy, uh, the person that's running against him, I tell everyone, stop now, go look at it if you haven't seen it. To me, it is hilarious. It is a commercial that is all about, excuse my language, shit. And he's pretty much saying it's coming from her office. And I fell out of my chair. Like, I was like, what the hell is this? Because obviously it's going viral. And you know how when people send you shit, you'd be like, what is this? No pun intended. And I was like, what is going on? And it's like falling from the sky, falling from air, like coming out of pipes and stuff. I'm like, what is happening? on? And he pops up at the end saying, there's a lot of bullshit coming from from it. And you know where it's coming from? And it, he just flashes her nameplate and says, you need a bull, not more bullshit. Elect me. And I was like, you know what? You got my... The fact that, A, you could curse. Because I was like, where, where, where does she where she live at? Because y'all cussing on national regular television? Or is this just an <laughs> internet ad? Because I said, baby girl. Well, what about the other knucklehead? The other knucklehead. I know that she was also in, she was in some hot water recently because she was at a, I don't know if you were going to bring this up, but she was recently at a white nationalist convention um, with the leader praising what Putin is doing with the Ukraine. And, and, and this is as he's introducing her, like he says, Mm -hmm. thank God for Putin and what he's doing, blah, blah, blah. Welcome to Marjorie Taylor Greene. And then because she got backlash, she's like, I didn't know him and I don't stand for his politics. I'm just like, come on now. It's not only that. What frustrates me the most, not only that, but he's questioned interracial marriages. 
He's uh, questioned if the Holocaust ever took place. He praised Jim Crow laws and said that he would prefer it if women were not allowed to vote. That's the mother mm-mm, that you decided, Mr. Fuentes, whatever his last name is, or first name is, that's who you cared about. What also frustrated me with this heifer, she, she, she's like, I, don't, I do not know Nick Fuentes. I never heard him speak, blah, 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 blah. So my question, hold on. But I'm not in the habit of blindly it. associating myself with people that I don't know. On a on a national stage, like right. you are, you are, you know that you're going to be on film, on camera, and if you didn't know what he stood for, why are you there? Right, you know for a fact. Some of these people, not all of them, but uh, th- this um, gathering was a lot, a big thing for white nationalists. That's like saying. Okay, a lot of these people, and just for those who don't know, white nationalists, let's just say KKK to make it easy, right? It's like, hey, half of the people going to this concert are going to be KKK members. Now, if I am an Anglo-Saxon woman with blonde hair, I don't know what color your eyes are, and decide to go there, I would say that I would probably think about where I'm going and if I want to associate my brand with that. And to your point... If you still decided to go, I'm not saying you're racist, but you're racist adjacent. And so you have to kind of own that and stop beating around the bush talking about, I didn't know. You know what's funny? If Let me tell you something. If you hit a person in your car and you get charged with uh, vehicular manslaughter, guess what? Your excuse in court can't be, I don't know. I didn't know. If your gun goes off and you shoot someone and you get on trial for murder, guess what What defense doesn't work? Oh, I didn't know. So just because you don't know does not absolve you of being held accountable for the association. So this bullshit of I don't want to play this guilty by association is just that. Bullshit. You knew what you were doing. It's a dog whistle. Let's stop with the games. At least... Homeboy 45 owned his shit. For the most part. He said, fuck you, fuck, fuck, fuck the Mexicans, fuck Haiti, fuck Puerto Rico, fuck everybody. Fuck, air, if, fuck everybody. If you ain't America first, fuck y'all. Cool, great. I knew where he stood. Just like when I used to live in Texas, I don't mind racism if it's in my face and you are being true to who you are because guess what that lets me do? That lets me know, should I fuck with you? I mean, let's rephrase that. Don't say that. Oh, not that I. <laughs> let's rephrase that. Don't say that you don't mind racism. I do mind it. Let's be clear. I, I, <laughs> let's not get the wrong impression over here. Let's be clear. I appreciate people who live in their truth because now I know, look at you from a distance, keep you over there versus being in New York, people smiling in your face. But yet they call on the goddamn police on you when you when you bird watching. And it, but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I like my racism up, up front. front. Give it to me up front so I know where to avoid you. I don't need you smiling in my face. None of that. Now speaking of racism, because it don't go far, but you know we talking about people and what's irking us. I have another Karen that is bothering my brain, working my nerve, working my nerve. What happened? I don't know if you've heard of this talk show host. Oh, I don't Is he talk show? I don't even know what to call him. He's a host of a news program. His name is Tucker Carlson. Oh, God. I'm sure you heard of him. He, uh, <laughs> just the name should make you say, just, oh, God. Just That's the right. name. Well, he, just the name just makes you want to roll your motherfucking eyes. Well, he made me angry. This was yesterday. So that's why this one is fresh for me. Again, this is dog whistle politics, and it drives me insane. But he wants to know why President Joe Biden didn't release the Supreme Court nominee's uh, law school admission test score during his State of the Union address. Biden went on to mention someone called Kentaji Brown Jackson. Now, that's not a name most Americans know because Kentaji Brown Jackson has been an appellate judge for less than a year. But Joe Biden assured us she is, quote, one of our top legal minds. Why would he do that? But no, no. Right. It's because she's black. You know why? You know why he would do that? There you go. Ding, ding, ding. You're a winner. We got to go above and beyond. We got to prove why we got to be here. It doesn't matter. We the top of the class or whatever. We got to know. They got to know exactly what number we got to pass the bar. Right. Right. And it's like Biden obviously nominated Jackson to fill uh, Stephen Breyer's seat. 
obviously, for those of you who don't know, he made a, a, a he was trying to make good on his campaign promise of uh, making sure to put a black woman to the Supreme Court. And then this fool had the nerve to say. So is Kentanji Brown Jackson, a name that even Joe Biden has trouble pronouncing, one of the top legal minds in the entire country? We certainly hope so. Biden's right. Appointing her is one of his gravest constitutional duties. So it might be time for Joe Biden to let us know what Kentaji Brown Jackson's LSAT score was. What else you do in the LSATs? Why wouldn't he tell us that? That would settle the question conclusively as to whether she's a once-in-a-generation legal talent, the next learned hand. It would seem like Americans in a democracy have a right to know that and much more before giving her a lifetime appointment, but we didn't hear that. Let me ask you a motherfucking thing. Why Did we ask these questions when Miss Cody Brown... What's her name? What's the half of who just got there? Hold on, hold on, hold on. An LSAT score is just the score that you have to pass to get into law school. Yep, to get in. So why would we need to know that? So what are you trying to say? She scored low and someone, like, what are you you insinuating? Let let me calm down. What are you insinuating, Mr. Tucker? Because are you trying to say that she was dumb, but got into school and was able to then pass everything? Or were you saying she's dumb and then someone pushed her through? Like... What is your insinuation supposed to be? She was dumb, but she stayed in school for eight years to study law anyway and became a judge and somehow bypassed this stellar career and then somehow got to the point where she was nominated by the president to the highest court of the nation just because she's black, which is never a thing that you say, first of all. And can can I share something with you, T, in case you weren't aware? Judge Brown Jackson graduated magna cum laude from Harvard, cum laude from Harvard Law, and was the editor of the Harvard Law Review. But who helped her? Mofo. That's what people are asking for. Like, so she's. Oh, I just. It just. It never ceases to amaze me how. People can get away with I'm all for First Amendment rights of like freedom of speech, but shit like this really drives me like bonkers. Because the problem is we have 50% of the country watching these news programs not getting anything balanced. And it and I try to like I really do try, because me me I try to think about this all the time. What is what do people think about CNN, right? And that's why I'm probably MSNBC. I like to like it down the middle. Give me a little bit of both, right? Well, you're you're trying to get a a a thorough overview of what the news is, though. This these are everyone isn't doing that. Like I, I whenever I see an article or a clickbait or a news flash or like something on Instagram or something on Twitter or whatever, I don't take that as like the source. I like to verify on different sources to see if this if this information is correct. Just like the guy that said the queen was dead, and now we found out she had COVID, and she's back at work. Stuff like this makes me want, like, it makes, I don't even, I don't even, uh, I can't even articulate my words because I get so flustered when I see things like this because this doesn't happen to other nominees. Amy Coney Barrett, no one, they pushed that half a through in 20 days. And then you have half a saying that they want to take their time with this one. Each time that it's a Democratic nominee. But it's like, come on, like this, this is just so dumb and asinine and it just, it just, but again, no one will hold him accountable. It makes a mockery of our, all of our systems, the justice system, the media, everything for, for clickbait and instant gratification. They're just telling lies and no one checks them. I think what bothers me the most is like, like you said, like the LSAT scores are not a, that's just getting into fucking law school. So I just, um, uh, and, and at, while we're at it, did we ever see Trump's uh, taxes or his grades? Oh, okay. I just, I just want to remind myself, I'm still waiting. Yeah, they're still in court trying to get that that information so, but no we have not seen those documents okay yet. i just hate everybody so that's 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 what's irking me 
Well, do you have anything, any good news? Do, do you? <laughs> I don't have any good news yet. She ain't bring nothing. So I know that we already talked about some gossip, but I do have a little bit. I know I said I didn't have much to talk about this. Oh, yes. Give it to me. One tidbit. So like I said, um, I I bet, bit the bullet and I watched, I only watched the first episode, but mm-hmm. I watched the first episode of Celebrity Big Brother mm-hmm. and uh, your favorite, Todrick Hall is on. No, wait a minute. And... Since being on the show, he's come under under some fire to the point where the show is ending. Like I, I believe that he's already been uh, um, he's exited the house. I'm not sure if, if the show is ended, but I believe so. But upon exiting the show, he's canceled all of his uh, interviews, public interviews, because he's come under fire because of things that he did and said when when he was in the house. Um, he talked about uh, other celebrities. He played the the game dirty he kind of like inf- inferred racial tensions um he tried to make alliances but then threw people under the bus um there was uh an issue where apparently his uh cameo service is while it says that they are personalized are just cookie cutter and he recycles the same oh and and can i just say somebody stitched Different ones together. And lo and behold, they sounded very similar. The only difference was the person you who sent it. just changed another name. Yes. And I was like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Crack, crack. That's all I got. Oh. Well, you know, I mean, I, that talks about his real life. And we've talked offline of like every couple of years, something happens with Todrick and all the bullshit comes out again. There was a whole hashtag, you know, Todrick exposed. That I think is still trending four or five days later, just to show you like all the drama that happens with him. Well, recently there was some even more drama because one of his former assistants uh, recently came out uh, and just, you know, said, hey, you think he's bad on Big Brother? He's even worse in real life. Tommy Italiano, he worked as Hall's assistant back in 2017 during the filming of the documentary Behind the Curtain. And recently he did an interview with the podcast Zen Blonde. And he opened up about how there was years of exploitation and psychological abuse from Tajik. He said it was a tumultuous relationship from the beginning, work-wise and personally. He is someone that's very manipulative. I was able to look past some of the things he was doing because he was he really made me believe I was part of his family. He would call me his brother. His mom would tell me I was like a son. So I really became invested in him as a person and an artist. That investment, though, caused Italiano to stay in his job longer than he might have otherwise, despite the toxic environment. Hall was exploiting fans for free labor, refusing to pay employees, and cyberbullying to a former doctor. He said, in one instant, he called me and I demanded an apology. And I said, Tajik, I really want you to take ownership of the things you did to me, and I'm not going to say anything. I just want an apology. He refused, and he turned turned it on him and said he was problematic and had issues and threatened to out his HIV status if he continued to cause any drama. with. And I was like... That is disgusting. That is like... I was like, what? He said, and here's where I... like what How he said it, though, he's like... He said, well, if you say anything about me, I'm going to go on my YouTube channel, and I'm going to say that you have HIV, and that you have unprotected sex with people, and you don't tell them, and I'm going to destroy your reputation. I'm going to destroy your career, and this will be the last time you ever work again. Because he asked for an apology, right? And 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 it even got worse because Italiano further claimed that Hall contacted his mother, who was not aware of his status, and outed him as HIV positive to her. That is just demonic. That's like the lowest of the low. Like I like don't get me wrong. Like I've seen Manila ask like, "Where's my check, boo?" Like I understand. Like I can uh, not that I can understand, but I could see like. You're busy. Finances don't go the way they're supposed to. Maybe you didn't make as much money I mean, from the that, show. That was cute when you were brand new, but at this point, you're a business. This is you got crazy. an accountant. You're this, you're doing too much. And it's like this, and that's why it's. I feel in a way like I don't want to say karma, but you, you have to treat people correctly. I always say it will always come back to haunt you. What's done in the dark comes to light. So you may get away with it a year, two years, three years, maybe even 20, 30 years. 
But at some point, you got to pay the piper. And I don't think this is Todrick's like, whatever. Because I have a feeling you know Todrick. This happened a couple years ago, four or five years ago. He'll bounce back. It comes back every He'll bounce back, right? But there's going to be a time that he needs to really think about how to be better and do better. Well, so the thing is, he's, I mean, he's not as young as he was. He's in his 30s now. But eventually, you're not going to be the cute young thing anymore. So all of this, Mm. all of the stuff that people are like letting slide because you still like look like you're 25 and you have money isn't going to work when you're 45 and still not paying people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, it's like, Cause it's not I even like celebrity big brother. It's not even like you're the sugar daddy because we know you don't pay people. So ain't nobody gonna be like just hanging around you when you in your forties and fifties and you ain't you ain't dealing out the dough. And the gay community is fickle, so you better get it right right now. Yeah, it, I don't know. I just hope I, I hope he learns from this. I just don't know. I don't know how you would learn from it in a weird way. Number one, number two. I'm just like, if this is still going on. What's the WTF? Like, get your life together. I mean, I just, I just wonder what happened to empathy. Like, you were you were messing with people's lives and livelihoods and personal personal lives. Like, people, these people that come and work for you for the clap for the experience so that they can get other jobs or whatever thing, right. are like starving yeah. artists. And then you're you have a personal assistant who like does everything for you, and you're gonna out their HIV status to their family. And did and like, was gonna tell the like that is cray cray, like cray cray. Like I mean, also that you that you you're playing with people's lives because that you don't know what that his family is like. Like, what if his family was a bunch of homophobes, yeah. and then he went home and got and was. Yeah. Never seen from again. People don't ever think about their consequences, which I think is so true. And I just hope, like, I just would hope, like, I look at him and I'm like, you've had everything, not everything, you've gotten a lot of dreams come true. You've worked with Rue. You've worked with, you've had shout outs from Beyonce. I don't know if you've actually, actually you did. He actually um, did the blow video. So it's like, you've had all of these things. And I, I would hope now maybe Mama Rue, I know she's not gracious. We know she's just as tight with her coin, but I'm sure these other people have you've seen their gracious side. And I, what is your end end goal? Like, what are you? Where are you trying to get to? Like, what are you? Why do you feel this is the right way to treat people? But again, it goes back to power and fear, right? Leading in power and fear, or leading in fear, gives you the power you need to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And some people just follow and don't have a way to break that cycle and break out. It's it's just sad because so many people look up to him and then to see that this is the kind of person that he is, is just disappointing. All I can say is do better, Todrick. Do better, honey. I just need a little something sweet. I got myself a little candy tonight. Well, I mean, something sweet this week is really, I don't, last weekend for me was a, I don't want to say a shit show, but it was like rainy and I was like, not lazy, but it was one of those days where I stayed in the house, right? And I want to just tell you what's coming, you know, what's binge worthy and something you should definitely, definitely check out. Um... The first thing that that came to mind is, as you know, I'm a music person. I live, breathe. My love language is music. If, mm-hmm. if there's something, I if I hear a song, I can tell you what was happening. When it, if it, if it was a special event, there's still songs that come on. I'll be like, takes me right back to ten years old. Take me back to when I was, you know, in college, whatever. But as you may know, have you ever heard of Woodstock? Yes. Well. Woodstock was all the rage back in the day. And what's frustrating to me is just like everything else that happens in black culture. We had our own little Woodstock happening at the same time. 
and it was happening in Harlem. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't seen, if you have Hulu, I also believe it's on Disney Plus, and I believe it's also doing a um, broadcast view as well. Uh, take a moment and watch Summer of Soul, sometimes referred to as the Black Woodstock. The festival took place during the same summer of love as the celebrated Woodstock Music and Art Festival in upstate New York. The Harlem Cultural Festival featured more than 30 performers from music legends like Stevie Wonder, Nina Simone, Sly and the Family Stone, B.B. King, Gladys Knight and the Pips, Mahalia Jackson. That's a very eclectic genre or co collection of black artists too because like Nina isn't the same as Mahalia or Stevie or uh, Sly. Like that's funk versus soul versus R&B versus gospel. But its place in history has been obscured by a lack of exposure in subsequent decades. One of the event's producers filmed more than 40 hours of footage from the summer series. Most of it never saw the light of day due to a lack of interest. It just sat in boxes inside the producer basement for 50 years. Until the Roots drummer found it, Mr. Questlove, and said, I'm going to direct a film. Obviously, COVID hit and it kind of evolved and kind of helped to con contextualize what was going on and the unrest that was there kind of parallels to what was going on here. And while watching it, I was like, dang, the shit that they were fighting for then is the same shit we're fighting for now. Police brutality, trying to have equality. And I was like, it's so crazy. The only difference is they had froze. And that was one of the things they were talking about how like it was moving from Motown and wearing polyester to moving to like dashikis and going through the natural hair movement. And I was like, aren't we going through a natural hair movement recently? Like in the last couple of years, it's like so, so crazy. And so just watching that, I was like, oh my God, I got to tell everybody about this. It's up for an Oscar. We'll see if I, you know, black folks, we never win things in Oscar world, but you know, Hopefully we'll see as a, as a concert film, but please check it out. I will do that. Um, I have one thing. It's not really, it's not really my something sweet, but um, I am kind of looking forward to it. Uh, so the Batman just premiered last night and um, so far the reviews of it don't seem to be that bad. And I feel like, I think I, I'm not, it's not that I'm excited to see another Batman movie. I'm just excited to see Zoe and Robert Pattinson, their chemistry together, because I want to see if he can pull off being Bruce Wayne. Well, I, it was funny because I had a thought about that one, and I was like, yeah, I, I don't know if I want to bring it up, but rumor has it that Batman is about to get a lot more queer. Um, obviously, like, like you said, it just came out, but they were saying how in the comic books, if you remember, she was a prostitute. Not, not trying to give a spoiler away, right? Like, if you ever read the comics, uh, if I'm not mistaken, she was a prostitute and had a lesbian pimp or was in a lesbian relationship. Who? Catwoman. I don't know that story at all. You better look it up. Because her real name, Selena, right? Her name is Selena. Selena Kyle, yeah. Yeah, Selena Kyle was a prostitute. You better know your Bibles. You better go look up your Bibles. The, the book of Genesis. Yeah, okay, fine. But if you if you go back in the day... She was a prostitute. Wait, let me make sure I'm reading. Because let me, I know I'm not losing it. She was a prostitute. I know I'm not losing my mind. Catwoman and prostitution. Selena Kyle played the cards she was dealt and left prostitution. See, I know. See, you were trying to come for me on my comic stuff. And I was like, you are the more nerdy one. So I was like, maybe I'm tripping. To be fair, I am not as big on the, the DC universe. I'm more of a Marvel head. I'm not either. But I was like, I love Batman. I mean, I only look at Batman because of the Joker. I, I, I didn't know that was that was new to me. Don't scare me because I was like, wait, am I wrong? So originally oh, she okay, was. Wait, wait, okay, okay, okay. So that it's because it, that 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 aspect was introduced in Batman Year One by um uh Frank Miller. I didn't read that. That's a, that was a okay. whole different thing. So yeah, because yeah. in that in that in Year One she was a prostitute. And it was implied. I don't think they ever said she was, but it was implied she was in like a lesbianic type relationship. So I'm interested because when uh, I saw a thing recently, Kravitz was on an interview, maybe it was on my Instagram or something. She was saying I she wanted to play her up as like a femme fatale. Like, and I always assumed that she was a lesbian or like she said lesbian, queer or something. And I was like, okay, bitch, 
wait a minute. But I'm interested to, to your point to see how old Kravitz pulls it off. And like, because we've had a Halle Berry Catwoman. We had um, Michelle Pfeiffer. We Michelle had... Pfeiffer. We, remember when Anna Hathaway was a Catwoman? I liked her take on Catwoman. Okay. Now she wasn't. Uh, she wasn't the Eartha kid. Now, er, now you know I was about to. You know I was about to tell you about Eartha because Eartha, her purr, insert purr here. Bitch killed, killed it. I was like, damn. Like this was the first yeah. black one. Well, I can't wait for that one either. My other thing that I want everyone to tune into because I'm. I, you know me. I hate starting fucking TV shows, motherfuckers. I'm telling all y'all listening out there. I hate getting attached to TV shows when they first premiere and y'all don't be watching it with me and it gets canceled after the first season. I got too many shows like that. Too many shows. The Fantasy Island reboot, still waiting on. Uh, The Beauty and the Baker, still waiting on that sequel. Like, never gonna get a second season. So the show that I think will make it to season two, God willing, and which I hope, is called Endgame. Not to be confused with oh, Avengers. I just saw a scene from that. Woo! That, let me tell you. I just saw a scene from that today, and I was like, what is this? But it has Homegirl from Homeland, if you ever saw Homeland season one through three. And it, and it has the black girl from uh, my other show that I'm hoping comes back, All Rise, which is supposed to be picked up by OWN for season three, fingers crossed. Let me tell you, if you liked Revenge and like the twists and turns, let me tell you. I'm just going to give you the premise. This bitch gets arrested. She comes in with a beautiful blue gown. And the bitch said, okay, I want you to know all three of y'all going to be fired by the end of the day. And we only on episode two. And all I'm going to say is one person been fired. So the bitch got clout. The bitch got clout. I saw that. I saw that scene because she was like, she, he, he tried to get bold with her. And she, she didn't even. She didn't. Even she didn't. She didn't. She's like. They were like knocking on the window with the evidence about him, and then uh, the what the black guy next to him was like, oh, "Is this what we're doing?" She's like, "Are you scared?" Um, because you're not next. But then she looked over to the girl and she's like, "You." Are. But let me T. Let me give you another another scene that had me gagging. What I love, you know me. I always love, and people, if you don't know me, I'm gonna tell you now. I love powerful women in putting people in their place. I don't know what it is. It's sexy to me. It really, it's a turn on like, okay, dominate me, heifer. Do you? But one of the things, of course, you know, they may come mad because, okay, you, you're playing us. And they put her in polyester. You know, the orange, the orange jumpsuit. And she says, I really don't like polyester. <laughs> the bitch said, could you get me some new clothes? And she was like, you insult, like, you're not going to get new clothes. And she said, okay. Bitch turn around. They, you know, stuff happens in the episode. Somebody put a trunk of clothes in this heifer's back in, in the back of her goddamn car, the police lady's car. I'm like, this bitch is good. And what I love about it, and even the 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 black actress, I forgot her name in the show. She says, "You always think about every complication." And she says, "Sure do." And she's so right. And it's like, I'm like, it's a mind fuck. But that first episode. I was one or more. Like it was. What network is it on? Is it on Hulu? I want to say no. I was going to say it's ABC, but I know ABC ain't had nothing since Shonda left. So it's NBC, and you could catch it on on Hulu. I added because I don't even you know I just added it to my Hulu, and I pray to God, I pray to God that they continue. I don't. But that's the problem when you have a show this good. I assume it wraps up at the end of the end of the season, like season one. How do you have a season two from that? You know what I mean? I always wonder, like, are you thinking I mean, that far ahead? Always have, they have spider webs out. A contingency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always something else that's going on. Like, she's already she's already 10 steps ahead of everyone in the building. I'm gonna tell, let me just read the caption of what, how, what the show is. So that way, I, again, don't give too much away. She's an international arms dealer and criminal mastermind. Her name in the show is Elena Fedorova. She orchestrates in the first episode orchestrates seven simultaneous New York City bank heists. The bitch took one, bank one, and they were like, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, you know, if you let me go now. And they were like, that's not going to happen. She's like, well, maybe the next one will do something. And they took, she took a second one. And they, seven of them. Did you hear, let me say this, seven. And, and if anybody been in New York City, New York City has all the banks, like all the big banks, international banks. It's, it's the, 
if you watched Hamilton or or listened to the soundtrack, Hamilton fought for New York to get the banks. Remember in DC, Virginia, them apples over there, they got the. That's what I'm gonna say. <clears throat> she's prince, so she's paired with relentless agent Val Turner, who vows to take her down. All I can say, let me tell you, she's an Val, of course, being the black woman she is, she's an outcast in her bureau. Her husband, again, this is in the first 10 seconds, so I'm not spoiling anything. Her husband's in jail because he supposedly did something bad. She turned him in. And instead of getting a pat on the back, they've pretty much given her death duty, which is typical, right? Thinking that she was part of it. But I'm like, if she's part of it, why would she turn him in? Like, you know, make it make sense. Make it, like, come on. Like, if this they're is married, the shit that she, have, she don't even have to testify against him. She could have just right. Kept- Right. So I'm just telling you, it's already two episodes. It comes out, I think, Tuesday or no, Wednesday, because we watched it yesterday. When did I watch it? I think it's Tuesdays because I I be waiting to see that little pop up on my on my my TV app to tell me a new episode is ready. I'd be ready to miss work trying to watch it. But uh, it's so enthralling. I'm telling you, you got to watch it. There's only two episodes out. It's only two episodes, bitch. But I, I but mean, it's so good. You're watching T. live. No, you are, I don't watch live. I watch it the day after. But I'm saying you're not waiting to binge all the episodes, like no, is- because you know what? I get a heart attack. Have you? You know? How, I don't know if you have that. Like those shows where you get like tight chest because you're like, oh, this bitch about to get caught, and of course, like she don't, she do something at the last second. I would be rooting for both of them. I would be rooting for the for for Elena, and I would be rooting for Val. And I don't know who I would want when the showdown comes because the showdown gonna come. But I don't know who I want to want, who I'm gonna want at the end of the, the the race. But each of them be going through shit, and I'm like, "Oh, you get him, girl, you get him." And I'm like, "Like I hold my breath, get my my heart starts pumping, and I'm like, let me calm the fuck down, getting too invested that in this team.' Glowing endorsement for this show. I'm telling you, it, it is. I I was I was thinking one of our bonus episodes is gonna be just on the episode because. It's so good. So maybe you should watch it, and we can do a bonus episode just on episode one. I mean, we could. I can watch it again. We can just do reviews. I, I mean, you, we could do that. We actually could do that if you want. And I'll. I'll That's our first one. I'll watch it live yes. while you've already uh, seen it. Oh, so good, bitch! So good. I'm sitting here just thinking about it again because I felt like the first episode was an hour and a half, but it was only 45 minutes. But I was literally like glued. Like so, my dogs were barking and I was pushing them. Get off me, bitch! You gonna have to wait to pee. Get the fuck off me! Like I'm watching this. There's no pause in it and coming back to it. Well, that'll do it for this week. That'll do it for this week. I don't have anything else. It, like I said, it was, this was an exhausting week, and you don't take me for, on a roller coaster of emotions with these topics. It's, it's, you know. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, I think we can. I say this, but I know I'm wrong. We can only go up from here, right? <laughs> I mean, we can't get any worse news than this. We didn't. Twenty two didn't. I know. Twenty two didn't already took. They didn't already took. They didn't already took Betty. They didn't took Sydney. They didn't already took uh, fashion. Uh, Leon Town. They can't take nothing else from us. We good. Stop it. We good. Don't say I'm tempted. I'm tempted fate. Don't say it. Well. Well, thank y'all for joining us for another episode of Come to the Cookout. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Come to the Cookout. If you have any questions, you can email us at come to the cookout at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tizom Van Cleef. That's T-I-Z-O-M-V-A-N-C-L-I-E-F. How about you, Brooklyn? And you can find me on all socials at Brooklyn. Like the city, Gabbana, like the designer. You are always invited to our cookout. Now y'all come back now, you hear?